You're listening to Darling Shine, a podcast by Chloe Fisher and myself, Elodie Pullen. Join us as we blindly navigate and unpack the raw and often unspoken experiences of womanhood, grief, friendship, and everything in between. Encompassing all emotions, ugly and beautiful, we've made a promise to ourselves to find our shine and build a life of triumph and joy. Darling Shine is your survival kit to the unexpected shit life throws at you. I'm so freaking excited for today. We would love to welcome our best friend, Laura Enova. Everyone has actually been asking for this one. Laura and I grew up together since we were bubs running amok in the streets of the good old North Nara. 2101 represent. Represent. Laura has basically, <laughs> she's basically been a surf prodigy since she was born, winning the World Junior Championships in 2009 and globe trotting ever since on the World Surf League. She's always been an absolute daredevil. If you guys think we're brave, you need to see the waves that this chick charges. We call her our big wave Dave. The past few years, she's been on a mission to surf the world's biggest waves. Some of these waves are over 25 to 30 foot. To put this into perspective, that's roughly the size of a three-story building. She's fucking out of her mind. We're going to talk to our best mate today about the roller coaster ride that is her life and what got her where she is and especially being a woman in a male-dominated surf industry. She's a perfect example of carving her own path. Welcome to the show, Laura. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've been waiting for this moment for so long, but um, I'm so excited, darlings. I think that's, you know, you push that on to everyone, darling. <laughs> I know. Darling. We are going to Europe this summer as well, us three. Oh, Yay! my God. And Minnie. And Minnie. Minnie. Girls Club and Fisher. Oh, my and Fisher, oh yeah. I cannot wait. It's going to be a mental time. We're finally going oh. to get to Globe Trot with Chloe again. Oh my See, God. I used to be the globe trotter, and then now she's just like I got know. the houses all around the world, and <laughs> we're like, "Hey, can Holy. we come stay?" <laughs> I'm yes. homeless. It's gonna be girls Literally. on tour for sure. We Laura used to just never be in Australia, and now that's just Chloe. Fuck yeah, that's yeah. gonna be my life soon too. I'm coming on tour. Yeah. <laughs> you are you're oh on tour. Can you have little headphones? That'll be so freaking. Oh, cute. I bought them last night. They're so freaking cute. They're like little pink, hilarious ones. They're gonna. I've got to show you guys. I'll put. I'll definitely put them on the Darling Shine Instagram. They're so freaking cute. She's gonna look hilarious. Because I just don't want her to go deaf, you know, at the Fisher shows. <laughs> yeah, I actually said to Paul yesterday. I said to him, I go, so like, you know, can Minnie come to some of the clubs in Ibiza, like? And he looked at me, he's like, are you actually fucking out of your mind? You cannot bring babies to clubs. I'm like, yeah, that, I guess that makes sense. But I was more so thinking like the day clubs, but he's like, no, you can't bring an infant to no, an, a club. I babies at festivals all the time. Well, I think festivals are different, like a different ball game to like an actual club. Like yeah, you can't walk yeah. into a club with a baby, no, which I was like, oh, like oh, excuse me, where's your ID, Minnie? <laughs> Yeah, well, we like she's not really a baby. <laughs> Is she eighteen? But Lorb, seriously, what the fuck scares you? You are so hectic. Like you blow us away every day. But I can't even believe what you do, and then you come and like just hang out with us. I'm like this is psycho. <laughs> yeah, going out with, on the town with you girls probably scares me the most of anything. It's fucking scary. Stop <laughs> <laughs> it. Maybe Elodie. <laughs> no, well, used to anyway. When I like was like a goody goody, and um, and like yeah, you guys, like, you didn't corrupt me. I just like I always loved that I would like go off and surf and just have fun, and then come home to you girls, and it was just like my surfing life never existed, and we just like live this like it was just like the double life, and like you girls just always grounded me, and 
Um, then I'd go off and do my thing again. And um, But, yeah, lots of stuff still scares me in the world. Um, yoga classes, going to the RTA. <laughs> <laughs> all of that the like weird, super scary to me <laughs> I'm like I'm happy to just go offline for like three weeks and like go on a boat in Indonesia and that's like not scary at all but like yeah traffic and stuff is we scary. were trying to we were trying to guess what you were going to say you're probably like yeah she's not scared of big waves but she's scared of like spiders or snakes <laughs> or something like that I'm like no, it's more like these like random like real life like adult situations and I'm just like huh, I don't think I'm like like qualified for this <laughs> I think I'm in, I'm in denial when I'm an adult. Going to the RTA um, is fucking etch though. The, the forms you have to fill out and the lines. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Three, three times to get my my um my driver's licence. Oh, I was definitely first go. Yeah, Chloe loves going to the RTA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I do that she school. loves all those tasks. Like I'll always like push those tasks onto her. Like whenever we're doing anything together, Chloe, you're, you're the task girl. Steve Jobs. I love that. I'm more than happy to be the task girl. Nothing gets done if it's not sent to me. <laughs> me and me and Laura are way more action vibes. Like we want to be yeah. out there doing shit on the computer. <laughs> yeah, no, and I and I and I work it all out. But um, I wanted to firstly rewind, and I wanted to tell uh, our listeners a little bit about your backstory. So Laura's, like I said in our introduction, she has been on this surfing tour since I can remember, since we were like little girls. And she was she's always toured by herself with no parents since I think she was like 13 years old. I used to be – it's actually funny because when we were younger, Laura used to be sponsored by Roxy for surfing and I used to be sponsored by Roxy for modelling. And I'm sure that – like I went on one of these trips and I'm pretty sure I cried and I called my mom because I wanted to go home because I was such a pussy. Whereas Laura <laughs> like does it, every, used to do it all like all year, all year round, no parents. Like what went on as a 13-year-old girl on tour without your parents and like who looked after you? Yeah, no, I remember like when I was 12, like I, I loved gymnastics in my whole life and we did that together, Chloe. Like <laughs> we weren't very yeah, good at it. Always, and then like I we did always- Silver medal. I always, I was always shit at everything. We've discussed this before on the podcast. Like I was actually never really. I'm good at tasks, but not anything really like active. <laughs> but for some reason, we still did all the sports together. Like nippers, gymnastics, touch footy, netball. Like we did all the sports. And then um, we moved to surfing. We actually did the Northern Beaches Board Riders together. Oh the girls' God, board yes. riders. And then like Chloe quit because she almost really like drowned. drowned in seaweed one day, and she like came in and was like, oh, and, like tucked this t- tantrum, and I was like, it's okay, doll. <laughs> but um, surfing's not for you, sis. Take a seat. But um, yeah, like when I was yeah, when I eventually like fell in love with surfing, and I was like, I want to do that for my living. I um, yeah, got sponsored by Roxy, and then they um, when I was eleven and. By the time I was 12, they were like, oh, when I was 11, actually, they asked if I wanted to go to Hawaii for this Lisa Anderson champ camp. And basically Lisa Anderson is like the four-time women's world champion, like was my hero. I had posters of her on my wall. And they, um, yeah, they just sent me over there by myself, like a little unaccompanied minor. I got picked up by all my heroes in Hawaii and like driven to the North Shore and like stayed in this house for a week. Um yeah, over in Hawaii. And then I actually missed my flight home because one of the girls um, that was like also a world champ like read my itinerary wrong and I couldn't leave for like four days because the flights back then were like 
they were like every three days and I ended up missing my own 12th birthday party. Oh my God, home. I remember this. Yeah. And so I had this birthday party that happened. That was the one time when I was overseas and I was like, this is amazing. I had the best time ever in Hawaii. I just ran around with my heroes and surfed the best waves. And then, but then I missed my 12th birthday party and my mum still had like 40 <laughs> kids at our house at home because she didn't have time to cancel it. The party and, went um, on. And I, my face such was a fairest thing yeah. to do. And she had, and she had twelve <laughs> kids sleep over the night, and uh, my face was a little sick. And like, <laughs> she made a bed for Laura, and there was like a head, like she printed a face of Laura in the bed, and she still stayed the night with all of us girls. That's actually funny. I remember that. Oh Sarah tells that story all the time as well. It's like oh so gosh. funny. Oh my gosh. But yeah, we um and then since then, like I just traveled. I did I did so many contests. There were so many grom comps back in the day. Chloe came to so many of them with like her brother and um yeah, like I just competed, competed. I didn't really I didn't even do my like my U ten high school certificate. I missed that because I was competing. And then I ended up leaving in year eleven and I just by the time I was seventeen I'd qualified for the world tour. And yeah, won a couple of world junior titles, which you guys were there for that one at Narrabeen. Yes. We'll have to get the photo. Um, you guys made this hilarious sign and surprised me on the beach. I almost died. It was so embarrassing, but it was like so cool. It was like, we love Laura, NN rips 2101, which is like our postcode. <laughs> North Narrabeen. Did we get on like the front page of the paper or something with yeah, that? Yeah, you guys won. It was you two and Corey. Um, that was yeah. honestly one of the best days, like, ever. When I think of you, I always think back to that day. Like, the, that was yeah. – was that a mass – that was a huge moment for you, though, Lorbs. Like, that was the World Junior Champs that you won. Yeah. And then since then it was just, like, you're on a winning strike, hey? Totally, yeah. I was always kind of, like – yeah, like, in that contest I was probably a bit of an underdog and, and ended up coming through with the win, which was, like, amazing, the biggest win of my career, and then ended up qualifying that year as well for the World Tour – and, um, yeah, like when I was younger, I just seemed to like, like I had the, no care in the world. I would just like go compete and like have so much fun. Didn't really care if I'd win or lose. And it was all just like very lighthearted and fun. I kind of pissed off a lot of the other surfer girls because they were like, she doesn't even care and she just wins. She doesn't care if she wins or loses and she just always <laughs> does really good. <laughs> and, and um, you were having fun and they're just like grinding away. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like probably not taking it very seriously and, um, but, yeah, then all these things were just happening and it just happened all really quickly. And then before I knew it, I was like wham, bam, on the world tour um, and, yeah, did really good in my first contest, like beat Stephanie Gilmore and then um, couldn't make a heat for like oh. eight contests. <laughs> After that, I just got my ass whooped and, like, that was, like, the first time where I was like, oh, wow, like com- competing on the world tour is really hard. Like I got, like, one fluky win and then just couldn't make it through a heat. <laughs> And then I yeah. started unraveling completely and was like, oh, my gosh, what am I doing? Who am I? This is crazy. <laughs> yeah, like you actually had to start to focus. Yeah, tried to focus. Had to like <laughs> read. mind, I think, in, in the business. Yeah. I remember I'd have like Coach Chloe just being like, believe in yourself. You can do it. Like everyone was like, what happened? What's wrong with Laura? And, um, yeah, the more I'd lose, the more I'd just like doubt myself and like lose all this confidence and then, got all stressed and anxious and like yeah that was like so it was big roller coaster the world tour I think any competitive athlete can just be like yeah it's just so mental and and whack absolutely you've had it's been such a roller coaster and I also just want to talk about like the 
the journey as a whole, like being such a young girl on tour, you're winning everything, such a male-dominated industry, you're running around the beaches in a bikini. Do you think, and obviously this is so out of your control and I, I know there's been so much go on and like it's taken a toll in so many ways, like when you were so young, do you feel like because of the industry that it you are in that you kind of became like over-sexualized in a way or just because you were such a young girl and you girls did have to just kind of wear bikinis because you're promoting, you know, the surf brands. Um, do you think that took a toll on you? Like I know there were certain photo shoots that may have portrayed you as like this sexy surfer rather than like the surfer beast, the fit girl that you were. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. Like it was so bizarre, like surfing all of a sudden, like a bunch of us young girls came through and um, there was like a couple of new surf mags that came came out that uh, were like exploding and it was like a really amazing, like a well, huge time in, in surfing um, kind of like back at, you know, 2010, like around 2010 and, and stuff. So that's probably like, yeah, 12 years ago. But um, I did go to school. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Not much. <laughs> it's actually 10 years ago, doll. <laughs> Shit. Is it? <laughs> 2012. <laughs> uh, quick maths. Yeah. Quick maths. We need a calculator. But, um, yeah, basically <laughs> surfing went through this phase where, like, all of us young girls kind of just, like, start, like, there was this magazine that was, like, you know, like, doing these sexy surfer girl photo shoots and it kind of just became the norm and, like, like most of the girls on tour at the time, you know, we ha- none of us had even had like a surfing photo in this mag. And I think that was our goal was to be able to have a surfing photo in this mag. But then like my first ever like magazine photo, like surfing photo, I mean magazine photo was, yeah, this sexy shoot, cover cover shoot. And um, at the time I was like just running with it and I was like all oh, the girls are doing it. Like I guess this is just like, like and there was all this attention around like, like the surf girls and like, yeah, the bikinis and it was just kind of exploding like that. But then, yeah, like I think I didn't realise till like a few years later how much it affected me mentally. Just like I I guess doing that and getting the attention for that sort of made me like completely doubt like who I was as a surfer and I was always trying to prove myself in my surfing and my athletic ability after because I was like I don't want to just be that and I kind of like pigeonholed myself in this area of being like, yeah, doing all these sort of sexy shoots and then Instagram wasn't even around back then. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, like I was just had sort of become this person that like I really wasn't because like, Chloe, you guys know me, like I didn't even wear a dress until I was like freaking like 17. Like literally like these girls had to like I was such a tomboy like and so I remember, Chloe, you were like, oh, my gosh, this is so weird seeing you like doing these Mm -hmm. shoots because like this is so not you. And like at the time like. I just had like the, my management and be like, yeah, like run with it, run with it. This is like awesome, like amazing exposure. And like, I guess it's that thing like any exposure is good exposure. And then I was like, oh my God, yeah, if I can, if I do these shoots then maybe I'll get surf photos in that mag eventually. And yeah. I feel like as well, like as a best friend, as like I would look at these shoots as well and you, and I could see like through in your eyes and I'd be like you're not like not that you weren't comfortable but like you're like this isn't what I'm here for like I'm an athlete and and like you said exactly like the girls are doing these shoots because like they're getting exposure in these magazines but it's almost like it's not what you're here for like you you're not the model surfer you're the athlete surfer and you were getting portrayed in the wrong way and then yeah exactly you you pigeonhole yourself in this little corner and it's like well where do I go through now because I've got these expectations to now 
be this sexy surfer when I want to be the athlete surfer. Totally. And I remember I rocked up to one contest one year and I was like, I'm not going to wear bikinis, going to wear these little like legging things. And like, I was just, it ended up getting so in my mind that I was like, I was trying to like unravel what I'd done. Didn't know what I like, didn't know how I could do it. And like, I think just mentally for me, yeah, like I just wanted to be able to prove myself. So I was going out in my heat just being like, I'm going to prove myself that I'm not just this, this girl here that I'm like, that I can win. And like, I just ended up like, I think mentally just, just like scrambling myself and just caring way too much about what others thought about, you know, about the expectations, about proving myself because of, yeah, getting out of that pigeonhole, I guess. But um, yeah, it was just the way that surfing was for those sort of like five five to ten yeah sort of five five years I would say solid five years it was like that and I mean it's amazing like women's surfing is in such an incredible place today like I look at all the young girls that were my age back then like and so it's 10 years later and they would never ever have to do like these sort of like sexy shoots or like they can just be like marketed and known and seen as like Mm -hmm. like total athletes and and surfers and and lifestyle surfers still having fun and stuff but just not having to do you know like what I what I sort of ended up getting pushed into and yeah I'm not gonna lie at the time I thought it was an it was amazing opportunity but then yeah I just didn't realize how much it affected me years down the track and you know in the end I was like you know what stuff this I'm gonna go like I just ended up being like so unfulfilled with sort of you know what I'd made of myself and and how I was competing and everything and I was like I just I, I decided to like take this year where I went and surfed like these surf big waves and went on a bunch of surf trips and was like this is what I love and I've always loved big waves and like I've always sort of been known for like just going out when it's really big and just having sort of that no fear and then when I started doing that I was like yeah I'm done like this is what I want to do like I just and I was like, I'm going, I'm just going to go run with this. And it was the one thing that made me feel like alive. And I just felt felt like I could be myself and recreate myself in like the best light. And, you know, it was all for me. It wasn't for anyone else. So it was, um, yeah, making that move to big wave surfing, like was just the best thing I could have done for myself. Oh, yeah. You're a psycho though. I want to quickly, while we're speaking about the social media and the media in general, um, I want to speak about the effects on it because I think when we were growing up, we like you said before, we didn't have it. But do you think obviously it can be so consuming and it can be detrimental to people? Do you think that for a young person in particular that social media and media in general is having an effect on these young women and men? Yeah, no, I think I think it does. Like I think there's so many um, positives that come with social media but then so many negatives and I think it's literally about everyone you know, learning how to use social media is an amazing, like, like Elle has, has used social media as a, as a tool to communicate with people around the world and meet people and, and I think that's what's so beautiful about it. But, yeah, what comes along with, like, portraying your image and, you know, coming across authentically or, you know, just trying to, like, work out your presence there is, it can be so confusing. And, and I saw it firsthand with, like, I remember, you know, this is, like, back when Instagram just started, I, I went and, surfed with all these young like 12 year old girls on the Gold Coast and and then like I just watched I, I followed them all on Instagram and I just watched like year by year like their their Instagram shots just going from like surfer girl surfer girl then just like bikini sexy like and like gnarly like just and I just yeah. realized then how much that pressure to like have this image just went just went nuts on Instagram and it was just, it became unhealthy, I think. And I think the best thing Instagram did was take away the likes, take like, you know, it's just, 
yeah. it's just removing that that you know thing that you want to yeah like have that I guess I don't know reward at the end of a photo which is just outrageous because yeah. you know at the end of the day we're all here for you know human connection so and silly. yeah it's hard like we still talk about it today it's hard to do Instagram sometimes I completely just switch off and go like two weeks I'm like just don't want to borrow it or just I mean, I, I've been off for the last month Nelly and I'm like I I've enjoyed every second like I, I yeah I don't and then it's scary I, to go back isn't it to be fair, I don't really want to borrow it. Like I'm so enjoying like not being involved, like yeah. involved in it at all. And like I, yeah. When you jump off Instagram, you realize how much time you actually have, mm-hmm. and like how you can be in the present moment, and like how much more beautiful like your connections with people are. And I mean, I think yeah. as, as like surfing was the best thing. Like I guess when you did have Instagram, because you'd always go surfing and you go for a day out in the water and not have your phone on you, and you come back and you're like, oh, I don't even want to yeah. go on it anymore. Like, but um. You know, like, so surfing's an amazing way to, like, get away from your fucking phone. <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah, and and just adventures. Like, you just want to go. We don't, we shouldn't be here sitting on our phones. And I think that's what, what would have been really hard during COVID. Like, during lockdown, everyone would have just become so, like, addicted to their phones. And, like, I, I can say that, like, you know, I was spending more time that I eventually put that, like, time limit on my phone and it, like, pops up yeah. and it's, like, 15 minutes, that's it. And I'm, like, yeah, put it away <laughs> and just put some music on and just, move your body yeah totally I you would probably have had this heaps like when you go out away on a boat or something and you don't have reception like because I definitely know that one of the happiest times in my life I think was when I went away with Chump's parents on their yacht in the middle of fucking nowhere for four weeks we didn't even see our phones they because they we couldn't even turn them on there was not even satellite no reception no internet no nothing they literally stayed in our suitcase and we were just eating swimming diving doing like just literally so weird not seeing any technology for a month oh my gosh technology detox is the best everyone should do it um yeah, put a time limit on your Instagram and, and just go on either at night or, like, in the morning, just be like, cool, done for the day. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, there's so much beauty out there and, like, so much we could be, yeah, so much we can do and, yeah. You you totally. can't blame, I think, all the younger girls, especially in an industry like yours or just in any industry growing up, having a bit of a platform and trying to build that going through okay. that, like, identity crisis where you don't really know what you're meant to be and what's on brand because you get pushed into these things. But it's, I think a lot of it is changing now. But just like throughout it all, who could you say has had your back from day dot throughout like the roller coaster of all that and and now kind of since you started? Yeah, well, I think, you know, obviously you girls, like all my friends at home, I, I love nothing more than coming home and just like having, you know, even though being like a athlete, just, literally switching off and like just living like that really normal beautiful life with you girls back at home and and always being able to like call on call on you guys and just like my group of friends was just I like I just I feel so lucky to have such an incredible group of friends um you know all my surf girlfriends and all of like our group of friends is just so incredible and and obviously my brother he was always an amazing support my mum and dad um and yeah, my brother's now wife. Like, there's just been so many amazing people that I just have in like my small little, little, like our little family community that um, I've just always yeah had my back, pushed me through. Um, and then yeah, like just just pushed me to go on and and chase what I was doing. Definitely when I did start surfing big waves, everyone was like, ah, uh, can you not? Like, that's 
fucking yeah. crazy. Uh, we don't want to, like, everyone's just like, look at, look at your legs, they're going to snap in half. And I'm like, no, they won't. They're fine. They're stronger like, than me. Like, oh. you really feel the need to do this. And she's like, yeah, I do. And I'm like, all right. And she'd come. Yeah. Like, actually, Laura, Laura's just, like, honestly, wow. I've, I've been friends with Laura. I think Laura's been my longest friend since what we were like four or five since yeah, primary yeah. school like Laura was the maid of honor at my wedding like we don't very see each other very often but like whenever we're together it's just like on but I remember growing up like Laura used to be the absolute lord of our group she was always the rich one like like yeah. remember when we were growing up like we'd, we'd go out for dinner and Laura would buy us all cocktails or like she'd like she'd like support us as a family as, a, as friends like we're like fuck yeah this oh friend she's just like yeah. rich <laughs> oh god, I was definitely not rich, but I was like fifteen, and I'd made like like won the pro junior series and won like a thousand bucks prize money. And was like, yeah, girls, we're going out when I get home. I'm like, I've got three days home, and they all the girls are like, um, well, I, I can't, I'm not getting paid till the end of the week for my job. And I was like, don't even worry, I'm so I was like, I'm not going to see you guys because we're all going out. Like it's my show. Oh. <laughs> Laura literally supported us, eh? <laughs> that's so So, um, fucking funny but like where is your crazy little head at like your your little toothpick legs and then your head at paddling onto waves that are literally 30 feet they're like the size of a three-story building is that right Lorbs? like yeah is it a drug is it like an adrenaline thing that you're addicted to like can you just talk us through those moments yeah it's so wild I mean probably talk to um any big wave surfer it's like it's so bizarre because like even I hadn't surfed like big waves um in like two years just because of COVID and I went to Hawaii this year and I paddled out and I had all these new beautiful boards and all my equipment I've got this like uh you know this vest that I pull the cord on and it like puffs up I can send you a video it's Blow hilarious it I had my helmet on and like I'm being very <laughs> safe so now because I'm just like I've you know got a puppy you gotta like make sure I'm like holding my breath and coming back up yeah yeah got it done but um yeah, like I think when I was over there again, I was just like paddled out and almost got this like wave the size of, yeah, like a three-story building on my head as soon as I got out there. And I was like, oh, my God, like this is crazy. Like I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And I was out there and I was like, mm, I don't think this is this is crazy. Like, And I was like, I'm just going to like go paddle in. Like I think this is like like I don't feel the same way that I did. And then um, I was like, let's just catch one little wave. And I was like, caught one little, little wave. And I was like, oh, love that was pretty fun. I was like, let's try catch a big one. And then I went How back big out. was like, that little one, doll? Sorry. <laughs> oh, it was probably like 12, 12 to 15 foot or something. But then I paddled, paddled back out again and then I just like ended up going this like big, big set and I was like, yeah, I love this. <laughs> and it was just like this wild bit of like emotion. Like I, I feel like my brain is like pretty crazy. Like I've always had that sort of like, you know, all over the place, like bit ditzy, like ADD, like daredevil. can't really, you know, yeah, daredevil. <laughs> can't really like get very distracted very easy. But um, when I'm out there in like the big waves, like I've never been like more focused and in the moment and like, you know, calm and present and just like Whoa. on. And like it's like this switch goes off in me and I'm just like so on. And Are you thinking about anything? I mean, no, you're thinking about the wave because the wave is like, the most dangerous thing in the world coming towards you. You're thinking about when you need to paddle, your timing, oh, like trying to take off and make a wave. Like there's like when you're out in the lineup of, and the waves are that big, you, you're just not thinking about anything else in the world. Like you're just in that moment. I think for me that's when I found like so much like I just I was like this is the coolest 
best thing ever. Like when I used to surf heats, like I'd just be like thinking the whole time, like like my mind wouldn't stop and I'd try like everything to stop it. <laughs> and then when I'm in big waves, I'm like so, so on, like I can't even explain it. And um, really it just crazy. makes me Beautiful. feel like the most me ever. And when like even though it's really scary when and your heart sort of sinks when you see these the wave for the first time and then you like decide to go and you have to commit and then um you take off and you're going down it's like bumpy and and um yeah if you make the wave it's the best feeling in the world and if you don't you just like oh dear like hold your breath go into your training stay calm like it just feels like a bus has hit you but like yeah it's just like you feel like you might die yeah, well, you feel like you feel just like you're getting literally like you you're a tiny little ant that's been pushed into like the washing machine. And it's just like you like feel like you're ping ponging around under the water. But um, oh, yeah, yeah, then sometimes then you pop up all of a sudden, and you're like, "Holy crap, that was like I'm alive. I'm, that was fun. Like I'm gonna do it again." I love that. <laughs> that's like the nichest happy wow. place I've ever heard of in my life. It's a pretty whack happy place for sure. <laughs> You just explaining yeah. that just made me like all like emotional yeah. and I got goosebumps and shit. <laughs> yeah, like. it's definitely it's definitely a niche place to be happy because I definitely I'm I paddle onto like a one foot wave. I'm like I can't do it. What if, what if I'm a nosedive? I am like the queen of wipeouts. I have like an amazing wipeout reel, and everyone every time is like, oh god, she's gonna like. We definitely like, need to get a hold of a wipeout yeah. reel to put, yeah, to put on on our Instagram. Back in 2016, I and it was kind of the year that I decided that I just wanted to like not be such a comp monster. And like I was doing like 20 contests a year, and I was like, you know, what, I'm gonna go and just like in between my events, like chase all these amazing swells. So I went to Fiji, and it was like huge and amazing. And I went to like all these beautiful waves. And then I, um, because of that, I ended up getting invited into like the first ever women's world tour event at um, a world. I guess, big wave event at Jaws in Hawaii. And it was, yeah, it's the first time that the girls had ever surfed there. And, yeah, I was one of the 12 girls that got invited. And I'd never even ridden, like, a huge board. You're riding these 10-foot boards that are, like, wouldn't even fit in this room. They're, like, huge. Like, wow. they hardly go under your arm. <laughs> and um, I didn't have any of the equipment, so I went over to Jaws and I was, like, I wasn't going to do it. It was around my 25th birthday. And I remember, like, I had all these birthday plans and, and then the contest gets called on and it was like going to be over my um, birthday. And I was like, you know, what? like I like sat in bed and I was like watching these waves at Jaws and Jaws is like one of the biggest, gnarly, scariest, like ugly paddle waves like in the world. And um, the Fuck contest that. director I was talking to, I was like, so how big is it going to be? And he was like, you know, we're going to run the girls when it's like, like really beautiful conditions, like 15 foot, um, maybe like some 20 foot sets. I love like how you keep on describing these waves as beautiful. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, beautiful. We're going to like beautiful about these waves. Yeah. We'll, or mindful. Like, we'll make, yeah. We'll make sure the girls are like just out in like really nice conditions and like, um, yeah, like he, he was like, gave me all this confidence and I was like, yeah, like that sounds like mental. So I was like watching all these videos on YouTube of Jaws and I was like writing in small day at Jaws and like, and I was like, yeah, I could do that. I could do that. And then I remember like the contest got called on and it was like, you have basically they have like the orange, um, signal where they like, they're like the contest might be on and then it goes to green and you have to like pack up all your shit and like get to the contest in like 
24 hours and it's going to start like the day later so they called it green and I was like I'm going and then I was like I'm not going and I was like literally walking around my house and I was like every 10 minutes I was like I'm gonna go and then I was like nah that is it's just nuts like I've never surfed these boards like I can't do that then I was like all of a sudden I was like you know what I'm gonna regret it if I don't go like even if I like go and just sit there and don't even catch a wave like it'll be an amazing experience like I might just be able to like get a small one like I'll be out at Jaws. There'll be no one out there. There'll be amazing water safety. And I was like, cool, I'm going to go. And I get there and I like, I'm scrambling to like borrow all this gear. And I like borrowed this big board from one of the big wave surfers and like a, a vest and like all this, all this shit. They were just like putting it on me. And they're like, cool, there you go. You're all set. And um, anyway, we get there and they're like, so like the swell forecast is like doubled in size and it's going to be like 20 to 30 foot tomorrow. And I was like, holy shit like that's gnarly (laughs) and they're like and it's going to be really windy and I was like right right um okay so then we get out in the boat in the morning and yeah like this boat takes us out to Jaws and I'd never even seen it. I can just imagine you being like beautiful calm waves stunning. (laughs) Most of these girls that are doing this have like not that you don't have experience but like they they were born big wave surfers like they've done this for years and years and years they've chased waves around the world they've done all this and there's this like Laura who like to put it into perspective is like my size like tiny and then this she's like going out there on these waves that are like a hundred times her size like I want to compare your little body to the size of the wave it's like you're should I do it Chloe and I'm probably going no not at all like no faith in you at all (laughs) I know I remember like calling my mum and dad and I was like guys so I've decided I'm gonna go just because like the worst thing that can happen is like I sit out there and I just like don't end up going away and like that's fine like it's still a good experience to like just see it and I like my big thing when I go to surf a big wave is like I always just tell myself I'm not gonna catch a wave I'm like I'm only gonna go to watch and like I end up just doing something absolutely insanely crazy and like get like a crazy wipeout or like get an amazing wave but I always like take off all the expectation and like convince myself that I'm just going to watch so like on the way over there I was like I'm just going to watch the contest and I'm like in the spectator and um yeah I'm like just gonna be spectating and I was with my brother and like we both get over there and when we get out into the lineup at Jaws my heat is in like 35 minutes and like we just arrived out there the boat was a bit late and I see the wave for the first time and I'm just like oh my god it was just like wild and then the two girls in the heat before me one of them got their her knee like exploded and they both like had to go to hospital and I was like because it was huge and, and windy and I was like this is a bit and like the girls that had surfed there like a lot were like this is really dangerous out here like this is just like this is like Please this is like me the conversation that you had with your brother at that point yeah like me and Chris were just talking and he was like Loz like it's all good like you're like a really good paddler like because I did nippers like I used to be like really good he's like you can all you gotta do is just paddle 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 and like and then um a couple of the other guys I was with like I put on my jersey and like I had this wave that I surfed like another wave uh, this board that I tried the day before but it was at a completely different wave and then the guy that lent it to me goes, you can't ride that board. It's way too small. And he just like chucks me this like oh huge God. boat boat board. It was like a 10 foot, foot four board. It was like the biggest board I'd ever seen or like been on. And I was like, radio, here we go. And I paddled out into the lineup and um, yeah, like another big wave surfer when I was paddling, I paddled past him and he goes, Laura, if you see a wave, just put your head down and like paddle your hardest and go. He's like, if you see oh. any wave, just go. And like, 
because I hadn't been out in waves like that size, like it's it was like 20 to 25, like maybe 30 feet waves, I um, I didn't really know what a big wave what looked like when it was actually coming towards Whoa. me. So like they all look like huge freaking like pine trees or like power poles coming towards you. And, oh you're, and I was like this yeah. first wave, like I'll, I'll send you guys the video, um, yeah, and you guys can put it up or something if you want. But it's just absolutely like insane. I think everyone thought I, I died. My like, apparently my mum cried and was like, "Oh my god!" Like we just lost you. You all of a sudden lost your head in this. This we were all like watching and we're going, "Oh my god, she's gone!" Like there's no law. There's nothing to be seen. So scary. So because I hadn't really like didn't really have a gauge of like how big the waves were. I see this first wave come through and I was like, "I'm pretty sure this is a medium sized wave." <laughs> or maybe like a small to medium one. So I swing and I just like paddle my hardest and I'm paddling, paddling, paddling. One. And I stand up and I'm like, I've got this. And then like the wind just like blows me off the back of the wave. And like I just like get blown off. And I was like, so I was on it for a second and then like it blew me off. And then I was like, oh, nice. I think it might have just blown me like further out. But like what happens when you get like blown off the wave? The wave sucks over and then you get sucked over with it. So, like, for oh. a second I thought that I was, like, in the clear and then all of a sudden I feel myself getting sucked back and I was like, oh, no, oh, no, I'm going over oh the falls. It's still going over the falls. And while oh I was going God. over the falls, I, like, pulled my, like, vest and it, like, puffs up. Um, it's got the canister, the CO2 canisters in it. And so you turn into this, like, puffer fish and, like, I just went over, got exploded and, like, kind of got tumbled and then just oh. shot, like, straight back up. And, um Everyone thought I should have been like severely injured, but I um I somehow like escaped it. I just got like kind of shot. I don't know like how this happened, but I got shot basically up like exactly where I took oh off, and like God. all the jet skis were like <laughs> looking for me in the whitewash. And I was like, "Come out here!" And they picked me up, and they're like, "You just like got away with how murder." Did I find your little white head. <laughs> wow. And then um and then the next wave I got, I like surfed it and made it. And then um I got a set on the head, and I end up. The, the wave's power actually ended up tearing my MCL. And because I had so much adrenaline, I didn't really realise and I, I got, like, one of the, like, longest hold downs that I'd had. Um, like How, how long? I, I mean, I thought I, I thought, thought I counted to 30 seconds and that was, like, I was doing, like, really intense breath training before I went there. So I got my breath hold up to three and a half minutes and was doing all this pool breath work and basically what we'd do is, like, we'd, um you know, you kind of switch off and just hold your breath underwater and, and you just can't fight those waves. And so, I mean, I thought it was pretty long. Like my brother was like, he was like getting a bit worried. But um, I kind of just got dragged under the water for a while. But then I popped up and I was fine. Like I had all the adrenaline buzzing and I was like, went to go paddle back out again. And I was like, I want to get, get another wave. And um, no. I ended up making the final and made it through the heat. It's like that blue crush thing. Like she gets one fall and then like gets another explosion, but she makes the heat. <laughs> but um, yeah, but then I ended up coming back to the boat and I was like, oh, my knee's a bit sore. And then I was like, oh, it's getting sore by the minute the more I was sitting on the boat and I'd, I'd ended up tearing my MCL. Um, and so I couldn't do the final. Um, but, like, I think that moment kind of just was, like, one of those moments where I was, like, I went home, um, had to, like, be out of the water for, like, four months, missed the start of the tour the next year, and I just never really, like, got back into it. I was like, I'm. everyone was like, okay, She's been scared. She's been injured. She's not going to, like, do that again. And I was like, I can't wait to go back. <laughs> and everyone was like, you're crazy. They're like, surely that would have just, like, you know, made her not want to do it anymore. But, um, yeah, like, it, it just, 
it's just the wildest experience being out there in those waves. You're an inspiration, man. Then I ended up leaving the tour the next year. and Well, I, I fell off the tour because I was injured half the year and then I did a few comps at the end of the year and I was just like I couldn't get back into it. And then um, the next year um, I decided that I was just going to go surf big waves around Australia and and then ended up making this this documentary called Undone and kind of like after having that huge wipeout, I realised that I needed to like go back to the start and like totally like just do everything the right way, do all my training and like because Jaws is like the Mercedes of waves, I guess. <laughs> like I, I, should have, I should have been in like my Suzuki Swift like going like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I shouldn't have just jumped straight into Jaws. Like I'm looking back, I mean, it was an amazing experience but like probably shouldn't go to Jaws without having other big wave experience and I, I knew that after. I was like, okay, like wow. none of, no more of this reckless stuff. Like time to just like go back to the beginning and um that's what the that's what undone is about like me sort of you see that wipe out at the start and then I go back and relearn and and go through the motions and then um work my way back up to jaws like three years later and, and make a wave and yeah so it was a pretty cool journey far out you're, you're not like you're a nutter <laughs> oh and also we haven't actually really touched on the movie you made I, we're going to have to put the link in the show notes and everything because people, everyone needs to watch um, Undone it's off the fucking chain. All of you girls came to my Undone premiere that I had um, at like a theatre here in Sydney and I think like half the girls were like, I am so sorry, I had no idea that you were even doing any yeah. of that the last two years and I was Literally. like, no, seriously. I guess I, I guess I don't really talk about it. Like they're like, we knew, we we know that you just like you go don't. and like go off for like a week and and surf and stuff. And they're like, I had no idea that that's what you're freaking doing. And I was like, it's fine. I mean, we're all like living our lives, doing our thing. But um, she's friends. Yeah, we were holding on to our seats. It was the scariest movie I've ever watched. It was like a horror film. Everyone needs to watch Undone. It's fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like it's like properly R-rated though. Like. <laughs> one of the things that I absolutely love about Laura and I mean I take my hat off to you because you you inspire me in this way because I you always have time for the young girls and like the young up-and-coming girls you're always trying to like host events you you have the time for everyone like you if anyone stops you in the street you'll always speak to every mm. single one of them and little girls just seriously look up to you I know that what a few I mean you're always trying to give give them your surfboards if you can like you would take your clothes off your off your own back to give them if, if they needed that but what advice do you have for young girls that are up and coming not just up and coming surfers but just young girls in general that want to chase their dreams I think that's really nice Chloe thanks I mean um <laughs> I think I've seen like for yeah like I gave this little girl a surfboard um like years ago and she ended up like surfing falling in love with it and end up getting sponsored and traveling the world and it was just like one of those moments that I realized like how much like doing like just a little bit to someone can like totally change their lives and so I think that's like a good thing for all of us to know like you don't actually know how much you you can like impact someone or someone else's life and I think you know I guess if I could give any advice it is just like that like I'm saying that like be kind to others don't ever be afraid to just like help others like Elodie I look up to you so much um even in like your darkest times you're always just wanting to help others and um and just like because you inspire me sis I think of you in the big waves and I'm like she can do that (laughs) 
<laughs> but I think what I always um I always love that saying like be the person that you wanted in your like life growing up or like try to like I don't know like just just yeah being kind to everyone and um yeah giving everyone that time but I think for all girls for chasing their dreams it's just like don't ever think that you're not good enough um I mean, there were so many times like, you know, when it came to big wave surfing where I was like, I don't have the body type, I don't have the power. Like there were so many things that like were going against me, but I was like, but I believe that I can do it and I'm not going to let anyone tell me that I'm not going to do it. Like everyone would be like, you are so small, you need to get stronger. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm doing it just the way I am. And, you know, we can just go out there and surprise ourselves. And I think, you know, to me, like living truthfully and honestly and and just constantly recreating yourself is so special and important and and it's just the way to live like a really like authentic life and um I think yeah like that recreation like I look back on all of my phases through my life and all the things I've chatted about in this podcast with you girls and I think one of the biggest things for me is like just never regretting any of it like even though I say you know these these moments in my life were were hard or tough but like I mean, we can always recreate, we can always grow and and all those moments throughout our life bring us to like where we are now, which is, you know, just trying to be our be- the, the best self we can be. So I think just to anyone out there listening, just, you know, it's never too late to recreate, um, do something that you love, go down a track that you've never, like you've always wanted to or like but just haven't believed you've been able to. And so, yeah, don't, don't be afraid of um, failure. Go for yeah. it. God, aren't well, we so you're gonna make to me all demotional. I know. Again. I'm like gonna cry. We are not like we always look at me. I'm about to cry. I'm <laughs> this podcast. I swear, it's I'm I'm very emotional. I mean, going wow. back to like us though, like the last few years, I think for you know for all of us has been like so life changing and life altering. And I think um, you know it's made us realize what's important in life, and it is friends, family, living, and living like a really you know, mm. like in, in, like powerful, like impactful life and, and just, yeah, spreading that mm. kindness and love, I think, and, um, yeah, trying to inspire everyone else to live like that too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fucking wow. everyone, too short not everyone to. needs a everyone needs a friend like Laura. Honestly, mm. she's the one, you can't can't fault you. You actually just an all round legend. You're just the nicest. Like even she can always make a situation. She can always find the silver lining in every mm. situation. Even if I come to her in like despair, they'll always be like, no, but like you know. This is, you know, this is mm. the, the silver lining, you know. This is, like, honestly, I've I couldn't ask for a better friend. We're so lucky to have you in our in our court. Mm. Like, seriously, I love doing life with you. You do that, but not in like a toxic positivity way. You literally like are always with us when we're having a fucking mm. absolute shocker. But in the same token, you'll somehow just randomly make us laugh. Like you'll be crying your head off too, but you'll just somehow I like know. I don't know, and not in like a like in like a perfect way. You, yeah, you're literally, you're so fucking unique. Gosh. Another funny thing that I wanted to talk about is your diet because, like, I'm not going to rinse you, but I, like, I want to talk to our listeners about this. So Laura is, like, one day she's vegan, but then the next day she's, like, lactose intolerant, gluten-free. Like, she's all of the above, but she's, like, not a real one. So, like, we'll go to a <laughs> restaurant and she'll, like, order all oh, the healthy all the healthy stuff on the menu, everything green on the menu she'll order, and then I'll get, like, steak and chips. And she'll be like, can I just have, like, a little bit of that? And then all of a sudden eats my whole meal. I'm like, just order the steak. It's all good. Or we go to a coffee shop and she orders, like, 
What did you order at the coffee shop this morning? Have you gone yet? Yeah, yeah no, I ordered a juice, a smoothie and yep. two different coffees. There you go. My, my perfect example. She orders four <laughs> or five drinks at the coffee shop in the morning and comes home and then like do you actually Still just drink them? Me. Yeah, half the time she <laughs> won't drink them. No, they, they seem to last me most of the morning and then, um, yeah, like I just like – yeah, like you said, I think you guys have always given me crap about the things I eat. I try to be really, really healthy. Then at the end of the day, I'm just like, ugh. Like margarita. I just, everything's balanced. Yeah, and then I'm like, okay, margarita time. Like, I feel like my life has been such a, like it's just such a balance and I've like tried to, like I love to have fun. Like obviously like we have a lot of fun together and we're like probably the most normal end of like the spectrum when it comes to like athletes I'm like people like I I went to this I went to this like gnarly wave in WA and I I asked this guy to come and like mentor me and help me and basically like tie me into some waves and he was like I went on your Instagram and I was like who's this margarita drinking like fun fashionista big wave surf girl I was like interesting I was like that's me like the first photo like you were like all dressed up with a cocktail I was like who is this person I'm like no boxes we can be at all you've got so many things to add to the resume like you just have you just do everything you're fucking amazing it blows my mind I literally could have (laughs) cried before when you were talking about mindfulness and meditation when you're about to die in the surf like who does that (laughs) I mean I think like for me it was like I think like just we live such a like you know even though I was yeah going away and surfing like I honestly thinking having you girls as my friends growing up was just like you guys got me into fashion you guys got me into like all this like other stuff outside of the surfing world and it just like ended up carrying through and I like always loved that I like didn't just love surfing like there was so many other things that I loved and it's like just Mm. followed through and like giving me like so many opportunities outside of um yeah just being in the water I'm pretty sure I tried to be Laura's manager for like six years <laughs> you, she would have been the best manager ever never 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 followed through with it I'm glad that we didn't though but for you what's next in your career like where you know you you're not actually on to a surfing anymore but we know you're doing the commentating can you talk about that alongside the big wave like stuff what's going on yeah well Basically, I kind of just made the decision, the, the decision, tongue-tied, such a good commentator, I always get tongue-tied. I'm like, sorry, guys. <laughs> I made the decision last year during COVID um, that I was just going to, like, you know, not go back to competing. It was kind of, I was kind of on the fence for a while and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go for free surfing a big wave. Like, it's just, it's really what makes me, like, feel most alive and, like, I, I'm just going to try to do that as, as long as possible and, and then until maybe one day i, I really have the urge to go back to competing so I'm focusing on that and then yeah I've got this new job commentating um with the WSL so um I'm usually better at commentating like after 10 a.m this is after her six coffees and three juices and I know it's fun so I'm I'm doing the whole whole year on tour doing all the events and like just get to travel a bunch and then yeah we get to meet up during the year in in Europe and kind of just came to go travel and and surf and and chase waves again because I'm sick of the cold I just want to go be in warm places yeah (laughs) what's it like traveling now with all your surf mates rather like and not surfing with them but commentating for them instead like is it is it different or are they just like oh yeah Laura's on tour like what's the go no it's really cool like 
at the start, I was like, I'm going to know straight away if this job is for me or not because I'm either going to be at the contest and be like, I should be in the water. And I think Pipeline was hard because, you know, I love like the big waves of consequence and they had their first ever girls world tour event at Pipeline at the start of the year and I was in the water commentating. But there's still such a difference between when you're in the heat at these big waves and um, when you're not and so much goes into it. And I think, yeah, like I'm, I love being able to travel with all the girls but then just not have that pressure to you know compete and just have have fun really and it's just um and just support them and and just see and analyze from the other side um and yeah just try not to like stutter and stuff up or like to call anyone the wrong name <laughs> have you got any other projects apart from surfing because I know you're like so creative I know you've always got your fingers in something Laura's yeah. part owner in tears with me so that's fun yeah yeah good toe in from Chloe <laughs> <laughs> um yeah like I'm just aligning with like a bunch of brands and working on like a um working on a few different like film like surf projects at the moment and then hopefully make like hopefully one day you're going to make another feature film like undone um around big wave surfing so sort of just trying to like make all that happen now but just kind of like not not having too many plans little bits and pieces all over the place but um yeah, just want to go travel and have a have a good time. Oh, I hope our paths cross heaps when you're they on will. tour. I've already like mapped out all the um because I've got your schedule now that Elodie sent through. So I've mapped out all of uh, the events and like when I'm gonna be staying with you. <laughs> I'm like Venice House, <laughs> the House, Portugal House. <laughs> yes, yes, we're on, we're on. I know that um, yeah. it's gonna be we're so all going fun. on tour. Now, Countdown is on, only like two or three months, and then we're all going to be there. We're going to be living our best Euro life. We record oh, it. We'll have to do another podcast on tour. That'll be fun. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, so fun travel stories, like we've we've been away heaps together, us three, and you guys have, like we've got so many funny stories with Laura. She's hilarious. I want to firstly talk about, I wasn't there, but how did Chanel, <laughs> Chanel Chanel, get you Wearing, wearing wet. You both actually wearing wetsuits and walking through the streets of Paris with a oh, Chanel surfboard. Like, can you just talk about the branding and how the fuck that happened? Oh, and God, that was actually, like ten years ago. Yeah, me and Chloe did that shoot together. Um, I was at a surf comp in. Um, yeah, it was such best involved. brand ever. Are you kidding? Yeah, we were um, at a surf comp in in France, and I think I'd lost and up we were just like let's go to Paris and my my publicist at the time was like I've got an apartment there and we're like this is sick we're like let's just make sure we don't get like abducted we were like just scared because we watched that movie Taken and we're like we can't get abducted like anything (laughs) but um we were in Paris just like riding around having like the best time and then I ended up doing this shoot where we did it together and I had this like mental Chanel surfboard and was like walking under the Eiffel Tower and it's like still one of my favorite shots today and it was so um, so funny the gypsy kid um yeah going on the gram amazing vlog so yeah it was it was really cool and nothing like a a Chanel surfboard in the Paris canals yeah (laughs) in a wetsuit (laughs) yeah they were like do you want to go paddle in the, in there I was like no oh <laughs> it's really. all murky what what's in there there's obviously not shark is there sharks in there what's no in there? no, no I didn't so. what's in the canals but, eels and stuff yeah probably there's definitely not sharks in the Paris canals. Not, not for swimming people swim in the yeah. fountains over there not the canals <laughs> yeah yeah those but, things are crook one last question sorry <laughs> who inspires you who do you look up to or as a young um, girl, who did you look up to? 
I mean, this question's always been so hard for me, but I think like I'm like so inspired by so many people and just like so many people doing different things. Like I'm inspired by my friends that are that have had kids and that are being like working mums and then my friends that are like just like living their dreams and doing their own things. Like I think I'm just like inspired by so many different people for the different approaches and ways that they tackle things in life like I think Mm. like I've never just been someone that's inspired by like a celebrity or someone like I'm more inspired Mm. by like the people around me in everyday life like people as well that are like not afraid to like tackle like these worldly problems as well and that's what I think you know even though we have talked about Instagram a lot um today it's like I feel like Elodie you said it's changing like there's so many people that are on there like pushing like climate change looking after our planet um doing all these things Mm. to just like you know to help the next generation um like so I think there's so many amazing people that you can follow and find on Instagram and be inspired by that are like really taking like these you know big leaps to push out like really valuable information and um yeah try it try and make the world a better place really fucking I all about that yeah. <laughs> people like you doll oh, fuck you speak so much sense it's amazing yeah I you're amazing Laura. right sometimes um, i feel like it's absolute gibberish we can't just all be out here acting like a bunch of monkeys some people need to be doing doing the hard yards to inspire others yeah. um lorbs enjoy the next 26 drinks that you're going to consume today we love you so much and i just loved that episode yeah love you laura thank you can't wait to give you a cuddle next week i know i cannot wait to cuddle you girls my favorite eggs proud of you love you favorite little tiny egg on the biggest waves in the world be sure to like and subscribe and uh (laughs) (laughs) and watch undone film and follow laura on instagram um you probably already are but yes love everybody bye love you guys bye